0: Hey, guys, it's your host, Johnny D. And this is your co-host, Brent B. (laughs) We just want to share some big news with you guys. The Climb Show Music Business Podcast is now part of the American Songwriter Podcast Network.
1: That's right. We're really excited to be part of this network, along with some other amazing podcasts. That's it. So make sure you check out
0: americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast or click the link in the episode notes to listen to some of the best shows in music.
1: That's right. Hey, Johnny. Go ahead and do your thing.
0: Welcome to the Clown. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Why? Because that's the name of the game in today's music business. You will not be plucked out of obscurity because of your talent, a diamond in the rough, and put on a big stage to become a star. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to show some wins, sell some tickets, get some downloads, get some streams, write some songs before you get that publishing deal, before any manager, label, investor, or publishing company is going to Find out who you are and decide to invest time in you. You're going to need leverage, and that's why we called it The Climb. C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. How genius is that? Mm -hmm. That's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, Do business like a pro. And on the regular, he connects you with the pros so you can get a shot to create a relationship. You can find Brennan at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com.
1: And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny's smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists, including Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com production, singular. No S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm excited to get going on this one. I've been devouring, well, slowly because my life is busy, but I've been reading a new book I've really been enjoying. I want to dive into some of the tidbits that I think are going to be really helpful for climbers out there.
0: Awesome. What are we going to learn?
1: Yes. So, the book I'm going to pull heavily from this time is called Atomic Habits. Is by James Clear. And basically, what it's about is... The hardest part about songwriting usually isn't songwriting. It's sitting down to write songs. Uh So today I want to talk about how to make that a little or a lot easier to actually sit down and get to work.
0: Nice. Well, before we do that, let's take care of a little business Mm -hmm. here. It's a digital world now more than ever with COVID. Everybody's been forced to pivot in one way or another. But you still need physical media. When the shows open back up again and the bars open, you can start playing again, which is happening here and there around the country. You want some physical media to sell at that merch table. And royalty payments are so small on on the digital service providers that selling a product like CD, vinyl, and and t-shirts at a gig is a huge income generator. It's what gets you fed and what gets enough gas in the tank to get you to the next town.
1: That's right. You know, for every CD you sell at a gig, you need about 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. And especially if you consider these days when maybe places start opening up, they're opening up at quarter capacity, half capacity. How would you like to basically get more money out of each person that does show up? Because there's not as many people showing up. That's where merch comes in. So if they come in and all they can do is buy a ticket and maybe tip you, hey, we're thankful for that. We'll take what we can get. But, man, if they can tip you and buy a T-shirt and a CD, you got some gas money. So, thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. You can find them online at DiscMakers.com, D-I-S-C Makers.com, or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353.
0: Yeah, and join the Climb community if you haven't done so. This is a thriving community full of singers, songwriters, indie artists, musicians, asking questions about marketing. They're getting hooked up with other songwriters, networking. It's a great place to come and hang and get some answers on some of the stuff that you need. Keep up with the Joneses, see what other people are doing. Brent and I are really proud of the growth of this community. That's right. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to consume it. Leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. Take 30 seconds. Tell us what you think. We hope it's a five-star. But. We'll even read one star or two stars on the air. We've done it before. There we have, and you know what? For a lot of the climbers out there, we don't take the amount of time that you spend with us lightly. And we know that you're doing it because you're getting something out of it. Tell a friend, turn somebody else onto it, and let them know that you're getting some value out of this. Because if they're a musician, a bandmate, a fellow songwriter, they can get something out of it too, right? That's right. All right, well, let's get into this thing
1: here. Yeah, so this episode, how to make songwriting a lot easier. See, the hardest line to write in your song usually isn't the last one. The hardest note to write isn't the last one. It's the first. Sometimes the hardest thing is to just start. Like I mentioned before, in this episode, I'm pulling heavily from Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so we're going to focus on two things. We're going to focus on environment and habits and how they can help you and make your songwriting a lot easier, making it a lot easier to start. Because again, sometimes the hardest part is just sitting down to write and putting that first note or that first word on a page is the hardest thing. I know, because I'm a songwriter and I struggle with that every time. So let's dive into that. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is environment. Is your environment supporting your songwriting? So what you want to do is you want to make a space for your songwriting. So when you go there, you know, you're there for one thing. You're there to write songs. In other words, if you try to write on your couch where you actually spend more time sitting there watching TV, it's a lot easier to reach for the remote control than it is to reach for your guitar. You know, our habits create cues, cues trigger habits, right? So if yep. normally what I'm doing at night because I'm tired after work, I go home and I eat on the couch and I'm watching TV and I'm binging something or I'm watching something on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, then if that's also where I go to write on occasion, which one do you think has a stronger habit? The stronger habit is me sitting down and reaching for the remote control. It happens, right? So maybe you want to move it to a different spot. Or to make music easier, you want to make the distractions harder. To make music easier, you want to make distractions harder. So... You put your guitar right by your couch. You know, get your guitar stand, boom, put it right by the couch so it's sitting right there and you see it. And then maybe it's one of those things It depend on your family situation. If you're single, if you're married, whatever, you know, your mileage will vary. But, man, if TV is a distraction and you want to get serious about your songwriting, maybe you keep your TV unplugged and the remote in a drawer in a different room. Like, make the guitar That's as strong easy. right there. That is strong. If you're serious and the TV is being a distraction and it's costing you songs— you need to take some drastic action because nothing's going to change if nothing changes. So you want to make that guitar easier to pick up than the remote control. How do you do that? I'm sitting here because this is my habit. I came in and I just ate. I got my plate next to me and I just ate. Normally, I reach for the remote, but gummit, my remote's not here. Or, oh, it's not working. Why? Because I unplugged the freaking TV last night before I went to bed or before I left the house. Yep. Well, my guitar's there. And I just got a lot easier to pick that up because now I don't have to stand up. (laughs) You know, it became easier to reach for than the remote control. That's right. Little things like that can make a difference. You want to put these things out where you can see them, where they remind you. It's easy when life gets in the way and you're tired to forget about this stuff. James tells a story in the book about he would try to eat healthy, so he'd buy these apples. And where do you normally put apples? You put them in the crisper drawer or whatever, you know, that drawer in your refrigerator. And he goes, like, I threw away so many apples because they would go bad. I'd buy them, and then I just wouldn't think about them so I wouldn't eat them. You know, so, I spent a couple bucks, bought this nice little decorative bowl, and the next time I bought apples, they went in that bowl on the counter. I ate the apples. Why? Because I saw them. I noticed them. They were like right there. I didn't forget about them. That's how environment can set you up for success or set you up for failure. When they're in the drawer where you don't see the apples, you don't think about the apples as much. That's not setting you up for success. So, part of it is like, keep your guitar handy. Keep it within arm's reach of where you normally sit. Again, you may not be able to do that if you got a bunch of rugrats running around like I do. That's a good way to break a guitar. <laughs> so you have to figure out your environment, what's going to work for you. Same thing, like if I go unplugging the TV a bunch, which you know I work upstairs, I don't have a TV in here, but that's part of it. I don't have a TV in here, in my office. You want to set your environment up to help you out. So maybe you write on laptop or computer or whatever. So is the internet a distraction when you write? Well, then maybe have your dedicated space and you have your tablet that only has a program for putting in lyrics and has a program to record, like GarageBand or something. It doesn't have internet. I can type stuff out, and I can record on it. But other than that, it's a dumb tablet. I can't connect to the internet because that's easy to do sometimes when you hit a roadblock, a little uncertainty. You just want a little brain break, a little dopamine burst. It's so easy to go check my email, right? Take that stuff off there if you need to. Do you use your phone to record? The danger in that is that's where TikTok is. That's where your email is. So maybe you need to leave your phone in the drawer or in the other room on the way to your writer space. Like I got a little table right outside the door. If it rings, I can hear it if I need to. But it's sitting there. So it's out of sight. and It's on the other side of the door. So it's not so easy to reach for that phone. That's the thing, man, that phone. If you ever picked up your phone and went to email and like I wasn't even meaning to do that.
0: I picked up my phone to go to email for the purposes of doing that, and then 30 minutes later, I'm down a rabbit hole in frickin' Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. It's dangerous. It is dangerous.
1: <laughs> and so you're like, well, it's so convenient to have my voice memo on there. I can just set it on my thing and play and sing, and it. it's right there. But count the cost. I mean, it's fine if it's not a problem for you. I'm not saying don't use your phone. But if you find yourself going down those rabbit trails and you find yourself reverting to Candy Crush... When you hit a hard spot in your writing because I want to swipe the stress away and I want to whatever, then that's a distraction. And you need to intentionally say, how can I set up my environment for success? I need to put the phone in a drawer. Maybe I just need to go to an old school freaking tape recorder. And then I can put on voice memo later, like after I got it. Whatever I need to do where songwriting becomes easier because I'm limiting my options. I got to get up and go out the door and get my phone if I want to go check email. It takes more attention to do that, right? And you have those steps on the way there to go, ah, that's not what I'm here for, you know? So maybe it's not worth using the voice memo on your phone if you end up checking email or social media every time you hit a roadblock. My phone is a bundle of habits. Here are the places I go check. Here are the places I go check. No. Maybe you need to put that up. Same thing, like, I do a lot of my writing on the laptop. Maybe you need to unplug your wireless router, When it's writing time, not just turn it off the little airport or whatever, the little wires thing on your laptop, because I can just go right there and click it and it reconnects. Maybe I need to go unplug my router. That way I got to get up, plug it in, wait for it to boot back up if I really want to check something. That's harsh. (laughs) That's harsh, but your songs will thank you for it. If that's a problem for you. Not everyone has the same temptations, the same vices, and the same distractions, right? But it's good to go down and catalog what are yours. Like, what keeps me from writing? Where does my time end up going? Where are these places I turn when the writing gets a little difficult, and I don't go back to it? Is it internet? Is it TV? Is it junk food? Is it whatever it might be? I don't know. You make your own list and go, how can I set up my environment where those things become more invisible or more difficult And what can I do to set up my writing to become more visible, more noticeable, and easier? Try
0: that for one week, and you're going to have some different behaviors.
1: You're going to have some different behaviors. They won't be habits yet, but you're starting to set your environment up for success. Like, keep your writing notebook open, where you see it daily. Keep the guitar, where you're going to end up sitting within arm's reach of it, daily. Doing things like this and being mindful of it, you can make sure your environment supports your dream. And maybe you don't have a dedicated space. I mean, I'm blessed and I've worked hard to have a home office where this is, but even this gets cluttered because I got some bills next to me. I got songwriting pro stuff to do. I have climb stuff to do and I have my writing stuff to do. And it all happens in this space, except for like the bills and some of the home work. It's all music related, but still climb stuff, songwriting pro stuff can't get in the way of my writing And you got to take stock of your environment and go, does this help make it happen or not? So I would definitely encourage you to take a look at that. Love it. Yeah. So that's environment. If you don't have a dedicated space, maybe you can do a quick setup. You know, like I write in my bedroom because that's the spot I have, whatever your situation is. It has to share with these other activities. But maybe when it's my time... Part of my ritual is unplug the TV, unplug the router. I put the remote control in a drawer, put my phone in a drawer, and I sit in this chair and I open up my notebook, get my guitar out to make it more conducive to what my ultimate goals are. So it's harder to be distracted and to turn to those little vices. And creating that ritual over time, you will start to associate unplugging the TV, unplugging the router, putting stuff in the drawer. Your brain's going to go, oh, we're about to write a song. All right, let's get on it, brain, because this is what he does when he writes a song. This is what she does when she writes a song. And that ritual will get you in the mindset. Like athletes, when they have their warm-up routines, like, hey, even if I'm not really feeling like playing the game, I go through that same warm-up ritual, and by the end of it, I've come to associate that so much with playing a game, I got my game face on by the end of it. Yep. Because going through that routine, that ritual, that gets you geared up, and then it gets you ready. So another thing is habits. Are your habits supporting your songwriting? And how can you make some habits that support your songwriting? The reason they call that book Atomic Habits is atomic is a very small unit of structure, right? It's atomic. It's really small, but it's hugely powerful. Right. And so I'm a believer in small goals, small steps. You ever been to the gym? You know, it's New Year's Day and you're like, This year, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to go to the gym every day, that gym all the way across town. And I'm going to go there for two hours every morning. I'm going to wake up at the butt crack of dawn and drag myself there. And every day, you know, you got this big grand deal. I'm going to do it. This is the year. And, like, the next day, you're sore. And it's like, oh, i got to drag myself out and go to the gym, you know. And it doesn't last. That's why gyms are empty again, like March. Because people go, I'm going to go every day, and I'm going to kill myself. And you go that first day, and you pull a muscle. Or you wish you pulled a muscle. You're so sore. You wish you were dead. What do you start doing? You start associating the gym with pain, discomfort, yeah, inconvenience. Like, this is not a positive attachment. And so you're going to be avoiding it because we like to avoid pain and discomfort, right? That's true. Yeah. What if your goal is just, one, make it visible, make it easy. I'm going to pick the gym that's on my way to work anyway, the one I just passed by. Not the one across town that might be a little bit better. The better gym is the one I use. It's already on the path I take. I just got to pull in, right? It's easier. And my goal at the beginning is just to walk in the door. That's my goal. Just walk in.
2: Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price.
1: Sounds stupid and ridiculous, and that's the thing about Atomic Habits. It may be too much to say, and it probably is too much to say. I'm going to write a song every day. That's like saying I want to spend two hours at the gym because that is a big goal to say I'm going to spend two hours at the gym every day. I tell you what,
0: like when I first started working out after I got off the road, uh-huh. I just made a commitment to myself that I was going to be in the gym. Every single day Mm -hmm. For two weeks And I was only working out Three days a week right Like I would do muscle groups Arms and chest And then legs on a second day And then back on a third day Mm -hmm. So day one would be like arms and chest Day two I'd show up to the gym Just to do aerobics right Mm -hmm. I'd run for a half an hour and then Wednesday, I'm doing legs along with aerobics. Then Thursday, I just show up for aerobics. I'm just there for like a half hour. And then Friday, it's back. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, Sunday, I just had my butt at the gym, even if it was just to run real quick mm-hmm. and leave. I did it for two weeks, and it turned into a lifelong habit yeah. you know that I've fallen out of and gotten back onto. But I know how to get back onto it when... It's time to do that. So that's like a big deal, like the behavior part of it, where, like you said, if you don't write a song every day, but if you sit down to do something Mm -hmm. every day in a little bit of time, you're going to be
1: more productive over the course of a week. For sure. The thing is about these little goals, the goal isn't like, I'm going to write a song every day. The goal is to become a songwriter. It's not what you do. It's what you become. These habits help you become. I want to become a person that sits down every day to write. I want to become a person that sits down every day and writes. So what's the best way to do that? Is it to do the songwriting version of going to the gym and blowing it out every day for a week, and then you're just hating life because it's so much pressure, right? right? So maybe it's too much to say you write a song every day. Instead, make a stupidly simple, easy goal. And I mean easy. For example, each day I will sit down at my writing space at this time and write one line or strum one chord or play one note. That's it. One. Only one. That's the goal. That is success. And that sounds kind of stupid, right? You're like, what's even the point? Well, the point is, some days you're going to blow past that goal. But that's not the goal. The goal, each day, when you do the simple minimum, is that you are becoming a person who sits down to write every day. You're building the habit of sitting down to write every day. And at the beginning, that's the most important habit. And then you can add on to it over time, right? Then you start adding on, like, okay, for the first two weeks... I just got to work on becoming a person that goes to the gym every day or five days a week, and I'm just going to walk in. Check this out. Here's the goal. You, for two weeks
0: in a row, decide that no matter what, you're going to sit down for at least 15 minutes a day and pick one song title Mm -hmm. out of your hookbook and do a song title challenge exercise. And then some days it's going to turn into more. Yeah. Or some days maybe you're not going to do this song title challenge because you're going to sit down and grab the guitar and you're just going to go off on this rabbit hole, but you're writing,
1: you know? Yeah. And I'm seriously even starting smaller than that. Like, seriously, just put your butt in that chair in that writing spot and write down a title. Strum a chord. <laughs> like, ridiculously simple. Because some days even doing my personal song title challenges feels kind of daunting. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to find here, the uncertainty. But I've built enough of a habit, you know, and this is what I do. Bills and stuff kind of depend on me writing. So, I have a lot of motivation there. But the point is to make it where we don't have to depend on motivation. You know, I'm becoming a person that sits down to write every day. And over time, you build onto it. Because after a while, you're like, okay, I sit down every day. I should be doing more with this. Because, again, the hardest part is not writing. The hardest part is sitting down to write. How do I make that as simple? No pressure. Easy win as possible. Sit down, strum a chord. I love that. I uh, did it. If that's all I have time for today, that's all i got time for today. But eventually, you're going to be like, I need to sit down, and your brain's going to start getting that geared up ahead of time. And it sounds ridiculous, but trust me, little goals, and you'll build on it. Because the goal is, what am I becoming? Not how much am I getting done. Who am I becoming? I'm becoming a person that sits down to write every day. Mm. So it's not about how much work you get done. It's about what you become. The goal of the habit isn't doing. The goal of the habit is becoming. I'm becoming a songwriter, a person who sits down to write every day, a person who comes up with titles every day. Say that again. The goal about these habits isn't doing. The goal is becoming becoming who you want to become. It's so good. Ah, you know, it's the book. But yeah, I'm like, I'm highlighting everything going, i got to make a podcast out of this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so it's not about employing massive self-motivation or massive willpower, because that is just not sustainable. Different days, you to have different stuff. Different amounts of that, you know? Willpower is a muscle. Some days, that muscle is just worn out. It's about making songwriting the obvious, easy thing to do. Then you build on that. It's about making goals that are so small, it's a positive. If you sit down, I'm going to write a song every day. Then some days songs just aren't there. They suck. Then there's a lot of pressure on what I did. Do I write today? Because I got to write this whole song because that's my goal. That's one of the beauties of the song title challenge is the win is just doing the 10, 15 minute exercise. And that's a win. Even if it sucks, I won because I did it. Tomorrow I'll show up again and maybe something great will be there. But I'm winning because I'm doing my goal. I'm becoming a person who sits down every day and looks at a song title and riffs on it and brainstorms and works on it. And that's a smaller ask than I'm going to go write a song every day. Again, some days you get into it and you're like, Oh, this is great and you write a song. Bonus. But you're becoming a person that sits down every day to write. And that's the important thing. And you build it with positive connotations. Yes, I did my goal. I did my goal. I look forward To come in and maybe you mark on your calendar, every day I accomplish that goal. So you see that on there. You know, we've talked at length about my calendar where I have these chains going, these different color lines on my calendar for spiritual stuff, for creative stuff, for networking, for all this different stuff. Mm -hmm. I love putting that line for each one of those on my calendar the day I get it done. And I don't like it when I don't put that line on there. So you're building the habit and going, that's a win. Ah, mark it on that calendar. That feels so good. It's like giving yourself a little smiley face sticker, (laughs) you know, as a kid or whatever. I got a sticker. That little moment of celebration. But if you make it such a big, hard habit at the beginning that it becomes a negative, like a duty, like drudgery, that's not sustainable. You can't live off willpower. We need to live off our habits, you know? Another thing that's helpful with habits is... Make a cue for the habit. So Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear, calls it habit stacking. Other people have different names for it, but they call it habit stacking. So you attach a new habit to an existing habit. My office is upstairs, and i want to watch my health because I'm sitting down a lot. So I'm gonna do more push-ups and sit-ups and stuff, just be healthier during the day and move around some more during the day because, hey, I don't do manual labor for a living. So a habit that I have is walking through the door to my office. That's my cue to do my other habit. And my other habit is... I started off doing just 10 push-ups or 10 sit After I walk into my office, 10 push-ups. Before I walk out, 10 sit-ups. And that's how it started. And I'd mark them on a little whiteboard thing I have in my office. I would do a little tick mark so I can see how much I've done during the day. Because if it gets measured, it gets managed. And you don't forget about it as much. You can look at it going, oh, don't have any marks today. Oh, look, I got five. I want to get to 10 marks today. Whatever it is. And that was my habit cue. So my existing habit, which becomes my cue, is walking through the door pretty basic one, right? Not really getting away with not doing that one. And so you just tack a little habit on top of it. Hey, just doing five push-ups or ten push-ups, not a big deal. Maybe you start off, I'm just going to do one. Maybe ten's too daunting right now. I walk through the door, I'm going to do one push-up. And before I walk out the door, I'm going to do one sit-up. Because it builds over time. Now I'm like, okay, I'll do 20 push-ups and 20 crunches each time I walk through that door. And over the course of a day, it adds up, you may do a hundred of them. And that's a hundred I wouldn't have done before. My body's getting some motion in, you know? It's not going to make me a bodybuilder, but It's going to help me be healthier than I was. And I'm seeing myself becoming somebody who's not scared of some push-ups and sit-ups, you know? And it's more doable than going to the gym two hours a day. And I do some other stuff, too, but that's just a habit that I've stacked. Like, I can do that in the course of my day. Helps wake me up a little bit, get some endorphins going, helps me think more clearly, that kind of stuff. So for like a writing thing, maybe your existing habit, your cue, is making coffee in the morning or tea. Whatever it is. But let's just to say coffee. That's your existing habit. So that existing habit will become the cue for this new habit that you want to add. You know, you're stacking that one habit on top of the other one. So maybe you keep a notebook open with a pen in it on the counter right beside your coffee pot. Maybe you set it out the night before. Maybe when you're cleaning up the kitchen, part of your habit that you stack is I'm going to lay my notebook out for the morning. That will be my cue when I make my coffee. So while my coffee's percolating, I'm going to write down one song title. One. Good, bad, bad whatever. One is a goal and one is success. You know how many song titles that might be in the course of a year? Oh my gosh. Like 365? At least. 366 in a new year. <laughs> if you did one a day, every day. My cue is, mom, my coffee's percolating. I'm just going to write down a song title. One guy's talked about his wife, you know, when she was making coffee, she'd stand there and do like 20 squats. And she's like, and her butt looks better. <laughs> you know, you're attaching a habit to another habit. And it accumulates. So like, yeah, if I do that, one a day. So it's not like, oh, uh, daunting, right? You can do that while your coffee's percolating. What's the title? Blueberries hot. I have no idea what that means, but it's a title. But eventually your brain's going to go, okay, I'm starting to make my coffee. Hmm, What's a song title? You know, you'll think about it walking down the hall where you know you're about to make your coffee. That becomes a cue to like, a song title. What's a song title I could do? And they'll get better. Some days they'll be great and some days they won't be. But hey, 365 extra song titles a year to choose from? Who couldn't use that? And again, the goal is not just to write song titles. The goal is to become – I'm someone who comes up with at least one song title every day. I'm a songwriter. This is my identity. I sit down to write every day, and I come up with a new title every day. I'm a person who does this. Yeah. This is who I am.
0: When you start out with just that little thing, like you said, what happens like really, really fast on each day is that, like you said, the hardest part is starting. Once Mm -hmm. you get in the habit of starting, all of a sudden now you're in it, and you just have – an internal competitive nature mm-hmm. to want to complete something. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden you get into it, but it's just tricking yourself to start so that you can get into it.
1: Yeah. How do you set up your environment to help you be who you want to be? And how do you set up your habits to help you be who you want to be? You want to create an environment and habits to help you become a songwriter, someone who sits down, they do the work. And they are a songwriter. There are two kinds of pros. There's an internal pro and an external pro. And the internal pro has the habits, the mindset, the work ethic of a pro songwriter. Now, the external pro is someone who also has those. And because of that, they start to get some of the accolades, the external proof that they're a pro. They got the stuff hanging on the wall. They got the check in the mail from ASCAP, CSAC, or BMI, or whoever. They are starting to see the fruit of their labor. and Someone else could look at them and go, oh, yeah, they're a pro songwriter. An internal pro may not have that external validation yet, but the thing is, you become an internal pro in your mindset and in your behavior usually a long time before you become an external pro on paper. But it's very important for you to become an internal pro. I mean, that's part of why I call it songwriting pro. It's not just for people that are getting cuts and stuff. It's for people that want to build that mindset and those behaviors that are pro. And then hopefully you'll become an external pro, which means you start getting the accolades and the stuff to show for it, the souvenirs, you know. But with the habits and environment, I think you want to start small for big wins, some people may look at that and kind of give you a stank eye for that going, oh, wow, your goal is to sit down and strum a chord. That's amazing. Wow, you're going to beat the Grammys next year. <laughs> you know, maybe you just don't need to tell those people because it's a different way of looking at it. You're going, Oh, You're not taking it seriously. You need to be in there every day writing a whole song. Well, yeah, but I know that if I try to do that, I'm not going to be writing a song in a week from now. But if I sit down every day to write, I'll be writing a year from now every day. And that's going to pay off a lot more in the long term. That's the thing. It's a long term strategy for long term goals. It's becoming. it's becoming. Yeah. Not just doing. That's the thing. Pro songwriters are pro songwriters. They don't do pro songwriting. They are pro songwriters. And so that's the thing. What habits are going to help me become who I want to become? I am a person who does push ups every day. You know, I am a person who comes up with song titles every day or sits down to write every day. Yeah, that's my identity. Not just I do these things. And that's where Habit and Environment can help you do that, to make the songwriting the easier, more obvious choice. Because if you've ever read Stephen Pressfield and The War of Art, he talks a lot about resistance. It's a, maybe a good companion for Atomic Habits, because it seems like that resistance is this dark side of the force. You know, you can't see it, but you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And it tries to stop you from doing what you need to be doing, whether that's Bible study, whether that's calling your mama, whether that's having that talk with your wife, whether that's sitting down to write a song. When it seems like the universe and that thing inside of us conspire to keep us from doing what we need to do. We need to set it up where the right thing to do becomes more easy, becomes more obvious, becomes more attractive. And then the things that we don't want to do, the deadly distractions, become more invisible, become more difficult, and become less attractive. Oh, I don't want to get up and plug in my Wi-Fi router because I got to wait for it to boot up and then I can get online and it ain't worth it. I'll just keep writing this song, (laughs) you know, when I know it's what I don't really need to be doing anyway. It becomes less attractive. I'll be listening to a podcast and they'll say something about your cell phone and I immediately want to reach in my pocket and check my email. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, I just got queued up or somebody else's phone beeps and I want to check mine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we even have ghost cues. Have you ever felt like your leg vibrating because your phone's ringing? Yeah, your phone's that's really your weird. Pants?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like, whoa, <laughs> I just got queued up. Here, ring that bell and I'll salivate. <laughs> <laughs> Pavlov's dog, you yeah. know? What's up, Pavlov? Yeah. Pavlov's dog, exactly. <laughs> How do I make that? Not so easy to reach for my phone. And it's natural. We hit an impasse. We hit a brick wall. We hit some moment of stress, uncertainty. It's so easy to reach for the phone and scan your social medias because it feels kind of productive. or Your email and it feels productive or even go play some game because I'm not sure what I need to do next because there's no real guidebook for how we do things, you know. Make that less attractive. Make it more invisible. Then I'm going to have to get up and walk across the room to go get my phone to do that little mindless escape. Maybe I don't need to do that. So, again, you want to create an environment and create habits that help you become who you want to become. i got an opportunity coming up for you. At songwritingpro.com, at least every quarter, we like to have a Know the Pro event. And this is free for members of Songwriting Pro for our subscribers. And coming up on August 20th, we have Liz Rogers of Anna Cruz's Music. She's been named one of Nashville's 30 Under 30. I used to work with her over at NSAI, so that's how we know each other a little bit. But she works at Anna Cruz's Music. Uh, She was the founder. She's creative director over there. They do a lot of film and TV placements. So this Know the Pro is your chance to sit down online, face-to-face, over Zoom, and everybody's learned how to use Zoom these days, with a pro in the business and ask them your questions. So if you're interested in film TV and placements, sync placements, that kind of stuff, Liz is going to be a great resource for you to ask your questions. Because Anacrusis has landed placements with the U.S. Army, T-Mobile, John Deere, Nordstrom's a bunch of brands. They've also landed songs on shows including Westworld, Nashville, NCIS Los Angeles, Chicago Fire, The Hills, and many more. So they are getting songs placed. And so she's gracious enough she's going to come in, take your questions, and we're going to talk about – how that whole process works. But again, it's exclusively for subscribers of songwritingpro.com. So you can go to songwritingpro.com slash inside, and you'll get a good look, a little sneak preview of the community and all the goodies that come with your membership. You can also download my free ebook, Think Like a Pro Songwriter, at songwritingpro.com. Just go to the top menu for that link. But we'd love to have you join us. We have jam sessions coming up this month. A jam stands for Just Ask Me. It's a Zoom video conference with Songwriting Pro members. They hop on there. I talk about a little topic that's on my mind for about 10 minutes. And then we take questions. I just take questions from the members. And they get to know each other better. I get to know them better. We follow that up with a co-writer cafe. So if you're looking for online co-writes, the members hop on there. And they go into little breakout rooms. They get to know each other for about 10 minutes at a time. Bring them back in. We shuffle the deck. So it's a great way to meet your fellow songwriters who are interested in finding co-writers we got all that kind of good stuff over there but you can get the details at songwritingpro.com inside or if you just go look for the sneak peek it'll set you up we'd love to have you join us
0: Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer climb episode, guys. Don't forget to join the climb community. Everybody's welcome. You got to ask to be let in. We let everybody in, but you got to ask. You got to behave like good boys and girls. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. And tell a friend about it if it's helping you. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing.
1: And we'll see you at the top.